Well, welcome to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are helping the small church fulfill the big mission. My name is Brian, a fellow small church pastor, and I'm joined by other fellow small church pastors. They have also been called worse by better. My friend Colby and Joey, how are you guys doing today? I'm doing great. And I'm blessed. Joey is blessed. If you're a consistent listener to this show, that shocks you that Joey is blessed, right? So, Joey, as always, we're blessed by being around you, brother. Today's show, we continue our... Oh, I said show. How how important are we now? There we we move from episodes to shows. <laughs> there we go. Wow. Welcome to the Small Church Leadership Show. I'm Brian. We need to get James Earl Jones to do our oh, intro. Oh, yes. That would be <laughs> awesome. So with that being said, we continue our series on systems. Today, we are talking about the outreach system. So guys, when you talk about outreach and think about the outreach system, what comes to mind? Leaving the church and getting out into the community. Wait, we're supposed to do that? Yes. But my pew is comfortable. <laughs> and it has my name on it because I, I got a plaque on it that says it's mine. So we're definitely going to be off in the weeds a little bit here today, but sometimes the weeds are where you need to be at whenever That's you're right. talking about this stuff, right. right? Didn't Jesus say going to the highways and the hedgeways? There's a lot of <laughs> weeds out there. Come on, somebody. <laughs> So as we get into this outreach system, I, Colby, you said it before we started recording, and like I just want to echo that, that we don't necessarily have it all figured out. Like we, we know a lot of things that need to be done, and we're still in the process of leading to make some of those things a reality in our local church context. And so uh, that's one thing that we want you to know as we go through these series, like Sometimes we're more consultant than we should be. <laughs> got a lot of opinions. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of opinions. We should sometimes rename this to the Small Church Opinion Podcast. Right. But, man, we, we just want you to know we're, we're in the trenches with you, man. Like, none of us have these systems fully together. None of us do outreach the way we want to do outreach. But what matters is that we put some kind of system in place where we regularly have a presence in our community where people in our church are going out of our church and that it can be replicated. And so with that being said, guys, who wants to jump in on this one first? I'll go ahead because Joey's going to throw it at me anyway like he did the last episode. That, right? There we go. So we'll just go <laughs> ahead and let Colby jump in go, on it. Uh, go ahead, Colby. So Colby, go got? ahead and jump on it. So my thanks for uh, the the uh, outreach system. Uh, first of all, my theory, and of course this is my theory, is don't recreate the wheel. You okay, don't have what to, do you mean by that? We always want to come up with the latest and greatest program, the latest and greatest thing out there, and and I think that it's already there. Just join in. Okay. Um, you know, there there's organizations out there that are already doing things for the homeless, already doing things for um, those in need in, in housing developments and things like that. So, I mean, but we, how we will they know my church did it if I partner with somebody? That was part of my next point was <laughs> it's not about, and, and, I, and I said this to you guys before we, we recorded, it should not be about increasing the numbers of your church. It should not be about increasing how many people are sitting in your pews. Now, we want that to be a byproduct. We want to get people plugged into the local church, but here's a novel concept for, for churches. They can be plugged into the church down the road. All you've got to do, all, all, and this is what I believe here at First Friends, is my responsibility is introduce them to Jesus Christ. You know, our mission statement is to meet people where they are with the hope and love of Jesus Christ. And so I think that our responsibility is not to go out there and say, hey, you need to come to this church. You need to dress like us, act like us, think like us, be like us. And I've said it a million times, this church has one Colby, and most times that's too many. But if we would just get out and introduce people to Christ 
and say, there is a church out there for you. Now, we may not be the flavor that you're looking for. That's fine. But here are some other churches. Go to these websites and listen to their messages and see if it's something that you're interested in. And so I think that we don't need to recreate the wheel. Join into these other organizations that are already doing things. Join in with these other churches that are already doing things. Let's stop competing against each other and start competing with each other because the competition is Satan. And unfortunately, if you're if you're watching the news, you're seeing that he's he's doing some things right now where it looks like he's winning. Spoiler alert, he doesn't. But we've got to we've got to kick it up, and so we've got to do those things where we can uh, where we can uh, increase the numbers going to heaven more than increasing the numbers coming to church. And so and that's getting out and, and letting people know who Christ is. And I appreciate you saying that about connecting up with people in the community that's already doing that and helping them. Don't recreate the the will, but I think sometimes we see other churches doing something and try to imitate it there. Uh, and I'm gonna date myself a little bit. I know churches that had a dream center because it was working uh, there, and it wasn't what they were called to. Yeah. And so you got to also feel, figure out what are you called to, what works where you're at, and for the people, what's the needs that are right. there, and help meet them. And some uh, some organizations has already realized that. Is salt that's and, and is doing it, and so don't try to recreate something so it can your, be your church name on it. When there's people that realize the need in your community doing yeah. it, and you can be a part of that. That's so good, man. Uh, I was in a we we actually were at a exponential local thing in D.C., and Mark Batterson made this statement. He said uh, that we need to stop carrot we need to spend more time being concerned with the name above every name than the name that's above the door of our churches. Right. And I think that that carries over when it comes to outreach is we see something that's working like say a dream center or, or Batterson's coffee house or or, or Mark Batterson's coffee (laughs) or even a school or a school or we see like, I even struggle with this when I, when I meet with you guys, like you have something that's working and I immediately want to plug and play because at the end of the day, like I have to make sure people are coming through the doors of our church too. At the same, because you know we want we want to reach people and all that kind of stuff. But I think not only do we want to reach people, but there's a little bit of us as pastors that we're entrepreneurs and we're business leaders, and a lot of that is crept in from the world, yeah. where you know we're trying to be CEO more than be shepherds. And there's a there's an overlap. There's a lot of what we do as pastors. There is a CEO overlap. There is that, and I'm not throwing that out. But what I am saying is that sometimes we we get it. And we just want to do our thing and brand it and put our logo on it. And and I'm guilty about it too, but I just know this. Together we can do more. Right. And like there are ministries that are local in this city that are doing what we want to do. And it's so much can we just be honest for a second? It's easier for me to cut a check and send to them. And it's easier for me to let them organize the event and me just say, hey guys. We need 20 people to volunteer to come here and do this, as opposed to me having to organize it, me having to knock down those doors. And maybe you're sitting there going, well, Brian, that's what the church is supposed to do. Cool. Nobody's saying not we to would, do it. Yeah, nobody's saying not to do it. We're just saying this is a, an avenue that we do whenever we go through that route. When I first uh, started as a pastor, uh, I was told that the big church is killing the little church. And my response was, nope, the big church is giving the little church an excuse to quit. Mm. What happens man. if the little church? I want to smack him yeah. sometimes, man. <laughs> what if the little church went to the big church and said, "Hey, listen, I know you're going into this community right here. I'm not trying to come in here and, and steal your thunder, but you need any help? 
Right. What if we said, right. hey, you know what? We're on the same team. We may be different denominations, but we're on the same team. Yeah. Can can we do something to help you out here? Can we can we increase the presence of Christ in that community by giving you 10, 15 more people that but could what, get more what done? What about if people see that church and they stop coming to my church and start going to that church, Colby? You know, it, it that was one of the concerns that we had, and we realized that big church is not everybody's thing. Right, and there are a lot of people out there, a lot of younger people out there that want the small church. They they actually like the the accountability, the family things that are going on right there, and so they they will have they will they will stay with you to go do more outreach, um, and and not leave you because they want to go there. No, they're not with you because of the the programs you're doing it's the the impact that's being done yeah and relationship relationship yeah, relationships matters. yes yeah. and I was gonna say the reality is if they will leave you for the big church they're gonna really leave you eventually come anyway. on that's right, right. that's right yeah. listen yeah. if they're if they're gone because they did outreach with a big church and they're like oh well this church has something then let them go yeah mm-hmm. I know it has nothing to do with outreach but well, I mean I get, I get people I, no not that not what I'm getting ready to say oh. Is, oh I can't see the future I'm sorry I turned my profit office off today I'm sorry. I have people that are in small groups with friends from other churches, and <sighs> I don't have a problem with that, right? Because I'm not a, I'm not threatened by other churches. Uh, I have I have a mission at First Friends Church, and that's what we're focused on. I'm not focused on what the mission is at Forward. I'm not fo- I'm not focused on what's the mission at Faith Outreach. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I am, you know, I am wanting. Hey, how can we help? How, yeah. What can we do? Can we partner together to to do these things? And so I think that we don't need to recreate the wheel. We don't need to take the wheel and put our name on it. Just just see where we can help each other. Um, you know, one of the things I want, we used to have a food pantry here, and one of the things I wanted to do is get other churches to find out, hey, what do you offer? You know, do you offer uh, help with electrical bills? Do you help offer help with uh, mortgages or rents or something like that? How can we how can we have a network of people that can help? And I had pastors that didn't want any part of that because they were afraid I was going to try to steal their people. I was like, "Look, I've got my own people, and my own problems. I don't need yeah. yours too." Yeah. So it, it's let's let's be a team, right? Yeah. Let's be the body of Christ. Whoa, what and a novel concept! Did I just uh, stay in your lane, bro? <laughs> right. So check, but check this out. Think about let's reverse engineer the thinking that says I don't want to serve with a with a big church doing outreach because people might see the big church and leave my church. What, what you're saying there is I don't want to give people an opportunity to be disciples of Jesus and meet the needs of humanity right. because I'm scared. I'm more concerned with them sitting in my pews than I am with the potential that they would go somewhere else. Now, for those of you that are out there that are listening to the Small Church Leadership Podcast, we love you. Just stand up for a little bit and walk that one off if it hurt a little bit because <laughs> we've all been there. Right. We've all been there. We all see, uh, man... Let's be honest. When we look out on a full on an auditorium or, or sanctuary or whatever you call your your meeting space, and it's ten percent full or fifteen percent full, you start thinking, oh, "I need to do what I can do to survive and not lose more people than I can." So we all tend to think that way. What we're pushing back on with this outreach system is to push back on the thought that we can't work together. Because the truth is, you, Pastor, you've preached it. We're better together. Now, yes. did you mean we're better together, or did you mean please get in a small group? 
Right. That's the question that you have to answer there, okay? And I'm probably preaching a little too much now. So <laughs> I looked at the clock and I was like, man, we spent a lot of time on this, right? right? Because so, it, but it's, a, it's that important. That, it's, it's needed. That it's we absolutely need needed. To, outreach is so important. Jesus said, go and make disciples of all nations. Uh, he didn't say, go and make friends of all nations. Go make, yeah. go yeah. make uh, uh, Pentecostal holiness of all nations. Go mm-hmm. make Baptists of all nations. Go. Mm-hmm. He, he said, go and make disciples of all nations. And so uh, how we do it is... is Kind of important, but most but most important is that we're is doing that we do it. We're introducing yeah. them to the hope and love of Jesus Christ. There right? we go. That's there what we, we want to do. That's it. That's what we want to do. And we don't want to do five hundred things below average or or even at average. We want to do you know if for for us we want to do three to five things awesome. Yeah. And and we were yeah. trying to do everything, and we step back and say, okay, wait a minute. Here's a filter. Uh, does this meet our mission, vision, and core values? If it doesn't point people to our mission, vision, and core values, uh, which everything has to do with Jesus, we're not going to do it anymore. We're going to stop because we're doing a lot of below average things. Now, now let's, let's talk about that because that's where I think a lot of us miss it when it comes to outreach. We do the outreach that we're used to or we do the outreach that we like, but maybe it's, that's not the outreach that connects with our mission, vision, and core values. So who is it? organizationally in your local church context that God has called you to be and how can you reach the people in your community? Um, Because quite frankly, you have to think like a missionary. There are certain areas of town that only receive certain styles of ministries. There are other areas of town that receive different styles of ministry. You can't go into a lower income community that, that is in well below poverty situations and treat them the way that you would go into an affluent community. You just have to know the group that you're working with, but also you have to know who you are. You have to know who your people are and what they can do, what they have to bring to the table. And so flowing out of your mission vision, who you are always impacts the kind of outreach that you're able to do. And we say words matter, but also actions matter. Come on. Because if we go in and do an outreach just to, to check our box and go, well, look at us, we help those poor people out, we can yeah. actually do more damage yeah. than Yeah, please, good. for the love of God, leave your camera at home. <laughs> please, for the love of God, leave your camera that's, at that's home. It's kind, of kind of a fine line, though, because people want to see that you're doing something. So they can see it when they're serving with yeah, me. They're serving with you, right? Yeah, yeah. And, and I, I do struggle with that. How often do I mean? How often do I have to advertise? Of you know, I, I, I part. We partnered with an organization, and there was a uh, a guy that was running for a political position, and he came out and he picked up a box, had a picture taken, put that box right back down, didn't hand it to anybody, <laughs> just put it right back down and left. And, and a lot, a lot of times, that's what the church does. Now, Joey, yeah. we we were uh, going to do um, words for the. Uh, uh, word for the year. Word what was for your the word? Year? Consistent. That is so important with outreach. Consistent. Come on. Consistency now. is so important because this organization that we partner with, Mercy Drops Dream Center here in Portsmouth, um, a great group of people. They they are, and and Joe Frizzo has done Frizzolowski. He has done such a great job of being consistent in these communities because when he first started, the lady that was running these these uh, housing developments said, "Listen, Joe, we don't need the next Great White Hope. Don't come in here." Uh, once a year and try to do something. You need to be consistent. Yeah. And that's what he's done, and that's why we love partnering with him is because he's already created the wheel. He's already consistent with it. So we just, hey, we're going to jump on. How yeah. can we help? Again, going in just one time can do Checking harm. Checking that box. Yeah. Checking that box can do harm. Be consistent. I love that. Consistent. Yeah. If you're not going to go back, don't go the first time. Oh, my gosh, man. I shouldn't have come today. <laughs> 
See that? So what we're saying here when it comes to systems is be who you are, flow out of your identity, make sure that you're intentional about being there, but not just intentional about being there once, but be there over the long haul. And so for the small church pastor that's out there going, wait a minute now, I've got a Sunday morning, I'm the worship leader too, uh, I teach a Sunday school class, I also have a Sunday evening, which we don't know why you're doing that, please, God is telling you to stop, or at least consider <laughs> stopping it. But for that guy who's going, man, and i got Wednesdays, and I've got a board meeting, and, and my kid's playing softball, and now you're telling me I need to do outreach consistently, <sighs> I'm tired, I don't want to do outreach. What do you say to that pastor? When we come eternally, if you had a family tree that didn't branch, <laughs> that intermingled with itself, uh, you would have start, stuff start happening within that family. Diseases pop up, things. You got to get outside yourself. Wait a minute. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah I that was weird because <laughs> I'm envisioning what's happening because I know exactly what you're saying. That, that Roll you, Tide! It, it, Roll Tide! <laughs> <laughs> okay, sorry. If the, if the body of Christ doesn't go out, disciples making disciples, yes. uh, you're going to have, you're gonna have a, a sickness. Shut you're up. Shut you're going to have up. a sickness. I'm talking about the overworked, tired, worn-out pastor but what he's saying, can't get anybody I, else there, and you're saying put something else on my plate? Come on now. So I'm let's, tired. I'm let's prioritize ministry. what we're doing. I mean, we have to we have to prioritize what we're doing because otherwise we're going to have a sick church. Are you and saying that outreach matters enough that I need to consider what I'm doing? Everything the church? we do in church falls under outreach, one way or another. Unless you're doing nothing, and then it's in reach. So, and that's a family tree that doesn't branch. Yeah, uh, that's that's how I that's yeah. that's how I see that because uh, I mean, if you take our our Christian education uh, department. They want to reach out to other families so that they can teach and all that's that's outreach. We got to reach out to them. Uh, hey, you know, our there's just everything. And my my outreach director, uh, she said it the other day. If you're doing anything, it probably is going to involve our department. We're going to be yeah. doing something with it because everything does. It comes to outreach. How are we reaching out? Whether it's online, whether it's it's in person. And so, yeah, we are overworked. We're underpaid. We all understand that, <laughs> but. Let's prioritize what we're doing. You yeah. know, you said Sunday night. You're doing a Sunday night. Well, man, I I could do something else on that Sunday night instead of that Sunday night prayer mm -hmm. meeting, which I don't minimize the prayer meeting or Bible study. That's not what we're doing. But we're saying how important it is to get out there to be disciples who are making disciples. You can still do that Sunday night prayer meeting. Just do it while you're in the community yeah. praying with well, people. Yeah. The, there's a book in the Bible called The Acts of the Apostles, not The Meetings of the Apostles, right? <laughs> right. And so outreach is about us doing acts. And I think that it, what, when, when we boil it down, and again, I'm just giving you pushback because I'm just a jerk and that's my role in the podcast. But when we boil it down, there's some stuff that, Pastor, you're doing that you don't need to be doing. Right. And it took so long to figure that it's, out. It's such, it's so difficult because what we do, our heart and soul is in it, and we we honestly we want to help one person, and if it just helps one person, that's what matters to us because we're so pastoral. But maybe we could be doing, maybe we could be using that energy in a different way and in a different place. And so, man, prioritize your outreach. So let, let's let's talk about what it looks like to prioritize outreach. How do you do outreach? How do you do that consistently in your your context? Well, from my from my so when I come into the church, they had a school there. I've been there since '85 or something like that. I'm so sorry. God bless you. 
And they had said, oh, our outreach is the school. But the problem with that is uh, it was benefiting them because uh, a lot of our teachers went to our school, went to our church. They were the people of the church, and so it was benefiting them. And I had to turn them outward because when we're inward, we don't then care about the lost. Mm -hmm. All we care about is making sure we're comfortable. And that's kind of what I was trying to say before. And so when I started turning them out, and so we did what we called embrace. We took the four uh, streets right beside the church, two streets back, and we were just consistently going in there, uh, different things. So Mother's Day, we showed up with a Mother's Day gift. Father's Day, we showed up with a Father's Day gift. Halloween, we showed up with a reverse trick-or-treat. We showed up, knocked on their door, and give them a treat. What? Just to say, God loves you, uh, and we love you too. Okay, okay. So you you were local. You were not so much across the world, but across the street, which is a good place to go. And you were consistent with holidays going there at that, that point. Mm-hmm. Okay, I also love you guys do the caroling. You guys ride around and do that in that part of the year too. So, uh, Colby, man, what, what do you do that's consistent with outreach? So we have started, because I've talked with Joey before and about his four streets on, you know, in two streets back, we uh, we started our five street ministry. Um, uh-huh. It has not really taken off because I'm going to just blame it on COVID. That was our excuse for <laughs> yeah. so long is is uh, is COVID. Uh, but you know, it, absolutely across the street, not across the world. You know, we do want to we do support missions across yeah, the yeah. world too. But you know, Acts one eight, uh, Jesus says, uh, "You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem." Jerusalem first. That's where you're going to start. Right and where you're at, baby. Judea and Samaria, and then the ends of the earth. And so, uh, you know, we want to work close to home first. And so, our five street, we're trying to just figure out different ways that we can yeah. reach them. We 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 put work, you know notices out to them and say, yeah. hey, you know, we want to pray for you. We want to help you. How can we do these things? Um, and so, uh, we want to work smarter, not harder. Yeah. And uh, that's that's, good. that's difficult. And and one of the other things I put down here on my paper was go with one. It doesn't matter, you know. So many times we'll cancel something because there's not a lot of people that are participating, and uh, I'm like, no, we're not going to cancel. If it's just me, I'm going to go out and do it. If there's me and two other people, we're going to go out and do it. It may be more work for us, but we're still going to go out and do it because it needs to get done. And uh, we, you know what? We're going to do it, and people will see how much fun it is, and they're going to join in later. And next time we'll have five or six people doing it. And, you know, they're going to come back and tell everybody how much fun it was. And next time we'll have 10, 15 people doing it. Okay. So so what you're saying is that this is something that you can get to critical mass, where you start by yourself start, and then more people can get connected. And so stay consistent, even if you only have a small, small showing. That's not the size of how many people are there. It's how what you're doing with the people that right, are there. Right, right. And keep in mind that works. The the four streets, the five street works because we're in the middle of the city. Yeah, we're in yeah, the middle yeah, of the yeah, neighborhood yeah. with our churches. Yeah, if you're in rural if North in Carolina country, or yeah, something, that yeah. might not work for you. You might. Yeah, your your five streets over are like fifteen miles. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so one thing that we do to try to foster some form of consistency, and I'll be honest, as we're even talking this out, I'm realizing I need to do some changing. Um, we shifted away from big church outreach, and what big church out we all, we're all familiar with big church outreach. Hey, y'all, we're going to show up and clean up trash on the side of the road next Saturday. Let everybody show up. Big church outreach. What we try to do is we try to do that and make it more localized. So all of our small groups that meet semester based, so three times a year, in order to be a legitimate small group, you had to do one outreach project that semester. So every ten to twelve weeks, there's you know. If there's three small groups, there are three projects that are happening. If there are 10, there are 10 projects that are happening. And that was to 
to try to foster the discipleship idea that 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 outreach is not something we do when big church tells us to do it, but outreach is something we do as Christians. But what I'm even seeing through this conversation is that's creating consistency in my group of people, but not consistency being in the community, like week after week or every other week right. or whatever. And so I'm even thinking as we're talking through this, I need to redirect this into some kind of more consistent kind of pattern here. So y'all small church uh, podcast listeners, pray for me, man. Don't pray for these guys. They've got it all together, but definitely pray for me. We can talk about it. We just got to do, do it. We just got to do it. So what we're saying in all of these is be intentional. Have something that you, you're, I think two words, let's pull two words out, intentional and consistent. Be intentional about what it is you're doing. Be better, as Colby's word for the year That's is. That's right, be better. And be My consistent with how you're doing it. Because um, it matters that you're consistent with how you're doing it. Yeah. And and if not, you're, you're not going to be out there the way that God's called you to be. Uh, also, I would say, have a little grace with yourself. Yes. Pastoring is hard. And it all, oftentimes it feels like you're just getting fastballs thrown at you over and over and over and over again, and you are the strike zone. <laughs> so have some grace with yourself. And don't be scared to fail. Yes. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Well, it didn't work. No, you just learned how, how not to do it in your community. Absolutely. Now let's find a different way to do it. And, and if you keep failing over and over and over again, eventually you'll be able to start a podcast. There you go. Can I get an amen <laughs> from somebody up in here? Speaking of, Colby's got something he'd love to share with you Listen, today. We, uh, we appreciate you listening to us and, uh, and sometimes listening to us ramble and sometimes laughing along with us. But uh, go out there wherever you get your podcast. Give us a five-star rating. If you give us a lower rating, that's okay. We still love you. We'll pray for you to, to uh, open Not your me. eyes a little bit. Not me. If I but, pray uh, for you, it's that your hemorrhoids get worse. <laughs> if you would... <laughs> <laughs> There's that laugh track you're always looking for. Uh, so if uh, if you give us a lower rating, hey, please tell us why. We just we want to get better. We want to make sure that we're giving you content that uh, that you can use, and we want to make sure that uh, we're a blessing to you, not a burden. Of course, if we are a burden, you quit listening a long time ago. So we do appreciate you guys that are listening to us. And do us another favor. Go to our Facebook page, and, and that's the way that we can communicate with you. You and you can communicate with us. We can get to know you, and you can also share where you might want to, what you might want to hear, what you might want us to, to address. Are you trying to put more work on our plate, dude? No, yep. don't don't tell us what you want to listen to us. We make content up here. We do this, not you. No, I'm just. And where can they find us at on Facebook, Joey? Facebook.com. He's going to say Facebook.com. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's the least technological one that we got. Look, if you just I'm the oldest one here. So listen, by, a just, lot. by a long shot, right? Yes. Okay. So just go go to Facebook. You can search Small Church Leadership. You'll find us. It's the one that has our pretty logo on it that we got for free from some logo company. So anyway, <laughs> with that being said, man, our next episode that we're going to talk about, we're going to talk about the volunteer system, how to recruit them how to get them serving and get them serving consistently, and also how to take them out back and smack them in the head with a board if you need to every now and then. <laughs> so uh, we look forward to that one. We can't wait to hang out with you next time. This has been the Small Church Leadership Podcast, the podcast where we are helping the small church fulfill the big mission. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye.